0: Hello my beautiful friends, this is Rachel Archelaus and in today's video I'm going to run down all the things I learned last year, all the new experiences I had, what I struggled with, what my eye-opening um, experiences were, and just a recap of how I changed and how that affected my business. And honestly, I can't consciously come up with a point for you to watch this. And I'm saying that so honestly, because I don't want you to think like, I'm gonna teach you the 10 things you need to do to hit, you know, a gazillion figures. This is really about behind the scenes of somebody living into what it is like to have their dream life. I love behind the scenes stuff, so I could imagine myself wanting to watch this video if another one of my favorite people did it. But this is really about mindset. It's about trying new things. It's more about the idea of unfolding, and experimenting, and living into your desires, rather than like tactical go do this and make a million dollars. So, just wanted to be really upfront with you. And um, and I do, of course, I am prepared. I have colorful crayon created slides for you. And I'm going to be showing you all sorts of pictures of my trips and my new RV and my life last year. And so it's going to be definitely pretty and entertaining. But again, this is more mindset. This is more into the life of someone living out their dreams and their dream business that doesn't even feel like work and how I took multiple week vacations and didn't work or how I did work on the road. It's really that kind of video. So if you are looking to live into your dream life more and discover how to do it while also making money to survive and thrive, then this is definitely for you. And an extra bonus if you're looking to kind of automate your business and be on the road more, travel more, still have your business function, still make money, etc.—because because that is one of the biggest things that I did last year. Um, I'll tell you all about my travels in a minute, but I just wanted to give you this framework for what we're going to do What we're going to talk about so that you don't waste your time and you enjoy the video So if you're in awesome, I'm so excited and you know just pull up a chair turn everything else off This is going to be super fun and um, grab your favorite beverage and then come back and let's go Okay, I'm going to start with new experiences Um, Last year, I went into it really wanting more adventure. I really wanted to get out of this chair that I'm in and go and be in the world and travel more. And who doesn't start the beginning of their year like that, right? I don't know of anyone who's like, I want to be in an office all day. So um, that's what I did. And I had a bunch of new experiences, which were so fun, things I wouldn't have been able to dream of, like that's a lot of what happened. It's a lot of me not planning, me just receiving and being open to opportunity. So for example, I performed on stage at the ZMR Music Awards. Now this, you've probably never heard of this, but it's like the new age Grammys. So all the new age music, all the instrumental stuff, all the spa music, um, and yeah, you know, I think all that stuff, I performed there on stage, and I was their first artist to ever be on that stage at that awards. I did intuitive art to my beautiful friend Jennifer Zuli's performance. I was standing next to someone who won a real Grammy for the New Age category, Paul Audrinos. And so that was really exciting. I got to hang out with people who were the best in their field. They loved what I did, and they got to ask me questions about it after at the reception. And it was so good to collaborate in a different field and to just fit in, right, seamlessly. I am not a very outgoing person when I'm not talking to a camera. And so um, to really feel comfortable there and and to be able to honor my friend Jennifer was incredible. The second new thing I did was I led a five-day retreat. Now, I have done coaching and classes, virtual and online, for, I don't know, over a dozen years, and I've never led a five-day retreat. I started planning in the beginning of the year, and we had the retreat at the end of October. And it was a little, I'm, I'm trying not to say it was stressful, but it was honestly stressful. You know, I had to figure out where we would stay and how we would eat and what the transportation would be like and uh, what activities we would do and really it was i was driving myself crazy whenever i started to work on it because i i just i'd never done it before and luckily my assistant Gretchen does events for her other job and i got her to give me a little template of what activities we could do which was a lifesaver but the biggest thing that i learned is that i accomplished pulling off this retreat It was flying success. Everybody absolutely loved it. And it was much more potent than any other work I've ever done with people. Living with someone for five days, they got to experience my energy. I got to be there. I got to witness their ahas and their processing. I got to take them on hikes to vortex energy centers. I mean, it was incredible, incredible. And it was so valuable of an experience. But you know how I made it? You know how I got the place booked? I got the food done? I picked the activities to go in the template itinerary that Gretchen made for me. I did all of that with my intuition and with the feelings in my body. My retreat guests were going nuts because I didn't have the venue booked four months in advance. I think it was only two months in advance. Um, They had their dates, so they could make their plane arrangements. But... I kept going back and forth between doing it at a retreat center, the food was taken care of, and, you know, the grounds were beautiful, or renting a house through Airbnb. And I just, nothing really felt right. And I kept combing Airbnb, trying to find the perfect house, and nothing just felt perfect. And I don't spend money unless it feels perfect. And so since this was such a big decision, I decided finally, I was like, oh my God, I have to get something booked. I was going to go to the retreat center. I called them up. I had the quotes. They had my dates. I mean, everything was set up. I just had to literally call them on the phone and pay them. When I went to make the call and pay them, they had completely sold out. And so there was my answer, right? It didn't feel perfectly, and so it didn't work out. And luckily, that was the case because then I went right on Airbnb and I found the perfect house. It was a new listing, so it wasn't available before, and everyone absolutely adored it. It was perfect, and um, there was even a creek out back and a big rock where we could stargaze and hear the water. I mean, it was unbelievable. And so I learned even more to follow my intuition, follow those feelings, and everything will work out. It did not take me long to plan this retreat. Once I decided to just let go and let my intuition do all of it. The food turned out perfectly. I didn't have recipes planned, but I just went to Whole Foods before everyone else arrived and I got a bunch of food and everyone loved it. They asked me for recipes. I mean, everything else worked out perfectly like that. I even invited my friend Harry over for a day to do exercises with us and they loved that too. So it just really reinforced for me again Follow your intuition, you don't have to make it hard. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. So that is definitely how I'm going to plan things in the future. All right, now this is a big one. I went on two three week long vacations. One of them, I really didn't work at all. I mean, like maybe I worked two hours the whole time I was away. The second time I did work uh, maybe, you know, five, 10 hours a week. Um, but that's really about it. And my business didn't break. Nothing bad happened. In fact, it was really a really beautiful experience. And I felt so relieved that I could really relax and enjoy life and not worry about my business. The Beginning of last year, I did the meditation I do every single year, which is my business creation meditation. And what it does is it hooks me up with my higher self and I go through all these questions, and one of those questions is work-life balance. And I discovered that my best, most aligned work-life balance is to work a bunch, you know, not over time, but just to work, and then take a lot of time off. So, like, work for three months, take a month off. Work for two months, take three weeks off, etc. And that's what I did last year, and it worked out so well. So, um... I didn't feel guilty about not working. I didn't feel like I needed to check my phone or my computer all the time. I didn't even bring my laptop to the first three week vacation where I was in the Grand Canyon and Hawaii and Seattle, which was fun. That was my first trip away from my business for that long. And yes, I do have an assistant, but she only works about five hours a week. So it's not a ton. You could definitely afford that. You can hire a part-time assistant. And have someone look after the things that you cannot leave behind, like customer service email and everything else. You can automate so much now. I automated my content to post and to social media posts. I automate my classes dripping out for students so they still get their class content when I'm away Um, I automate so much scheduling, etc. So it's absolutely doable to take three weeks off or more and still have your business function. The second three-week vacation I took was to Connecticut, where I lived with my mother for a couple days and then with a friend. You guys probably know her, my friend Megan. We did Soulful Printer Radio together. And really, it was fabulous. And what I learned there, because I already knew my business could function without me, I learned that staying with people is not one of my fears anymore. Yay! Um, In March, I stayed with a friend, but only for a few days, and I felt terrific there. But this was weeks. I had always not liked staying with people, and so I had it in my head that whenever I would go on a trip, I'd have to get a hotel or rent a house which is fine. I love those things too. But knowing that I could be comfortable staying with people. And then in fact, it was a more full experience and that I enjoyed it. And I missed them when I was gone. That was really eye opening. And so what I learned there was we grow and change and we don't necessarily know how we're going to feel about something before it happens. Sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and see how it goes. You know, I could have moved out. I could have stayed somewhere else if I was uncomfortable. But um, it didn't turn out that way. It turned out to be absolutely fantastic. And they even learned of new foods they liked because I was there. They'd never had baba ghanoush before. Um, And also curry. So, you know, these things that I can bring to them are a gift. And the things they can bring to me is a gift. And it's just a whole big love fest. And it was incredible. So, It's opened up my travel world now. So now when I'm traveling and I don't want the extra expense of staying at a place, I feel much more comfortable to say, hey, can I stay with you? Or when I'm invited to stay with someone to say yes. So it's really huge. And I love learning that my opinions change. That's really important to know. All right. Now this next one is really, really big. It's something I've wanted my entire life I bought an RV, not just any RV. It's like a little tiny house. It's a big oversized van with a high top, which means that pretty much anybody can stand up in there. And it's got an air conditioner. If you plug it in, it's got a sink and an icebox and a toilet (laughs) and a bed and a couch. And it's very, very comfortable. And it even has off-road tires so that I can go down all these amazing Forest Roads here in Arizona. That process was utterly terrifying. I definitely took a leap of faith there. When I got home from Hawaii, I just sold my car. Now, I had an amazing car. I had a Nissan 350Z. It was beautiful. It was in amazing condition. It had less than 40,000 miles. And I loved, loved driving it. Especially over the mountains up into Sedona. But in the beginning of last year, I really felt a disconnect from it. And I felt like I had outgrown the car. You know, it wasn't very good on gas. And I just, something about it just made me really want something else. I didn't have a lot of reasoning to go on. You know, it just felt that way. I just felt like I wanted something else. And at first, I thought I wanted something more economical like um, a Prius or a Honda Fit or something like that. And I was looking and looking and looking um, for the first few months of the year and nothing felt perfect again, so I didn't spend my money. And then I realized I really, really wanted a conversion van. And again, I spent months and months and months and months looking for one. But I knew that I would not find the perfect van to buy until I sold that car. I knew that through my intuition. And so I knew that I was researching what I would want, but I wasn't trying to find something to buy. And I think that's good to know for me and for you, because we can't fill the void unless there's a void. We can get frustrated by not finding the perfect thing before we're even ready to do it. So what I did was I just looked and I tried to imagine what I would love the best Um, I came up with a couple ideas, but again, I had no idea. So here I was, I sold my car, and I didn't even know what I wanted to buy. So I just kept searching Craigslist under different search terms, I didn't know if I wanted a trailer and an SUV, or if I wanted a whole complete unit, um, or even a bigger RV, no clue. So I just kept looking, and eventually I found what I bought, and it was sold by this older woman who had lived in it. I mean, and it was beautiful. It had everything on my wish list. It had the off-road tires. It was lifted up. It had the high top. It had an air conditioner. It had a sink and a toilet. Oh my God. It was just perfect. I was actually the first person to go see it. And we brought it to a mechanic. I test drove it. It was utterly terrifying to drive. The steering was really loose and it was so high up, it's like driving a bus, it's 10 feet tall. And I was in over my head, I was all alone. I was like everything about me. My internal head was saying no, 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 no. And I knew though, I just knew that that was my ego and that was my fear talking because it felt like it was up here. That's all it was in my head, no, no, no. But you know what, I did. Um, On the way back from the mechanic, so the person who owns the van was driving, I just said, let me have a moment alone in my head. I need to meditate for a second and figure out what I want to do. So in the five minutes that it took from the mechanic back to her house, I just shut my eyes and I asked um, my higher self, okay, is this the most beneficial thing for me to do? I got a yes, and I said, okay, I'll take it. (laughs) So there it was. I was the first person to see it. I said yes, I bought it, and there I owned a RV van. It's been quite a process to kind of get it road-ready, to get comfortable in it. I absolutely love it. I totally made the right decision. But again, I had to walk myself through that fear. I had to lead myself to my intuition um, to get that real yes or no. If I had just listened to my head, I would have let that slip by. And that's okay. There would have been more. But everything that I would wanted was in that one vehicle. So it was really perfect. The funny thing is, though, when we got back to her house, the next appointment that she had to be the fan was waiting there. And he was really ready to buy. So um, if I hadn't led myself there to that yes or no, if I had stalled, it would have been gone. So it was a very interesting process. And one that I'm really still growing from. You know, I haven't taken a long trip in it yet. And I'm finding that it's okay to get used to something and get comfortable with something before you really just go off and hit the road. It's a very old vehicle and a lot can go wrong. So I feel like it's a great thing to play around with, get comfortable, take, take quick trips, go to the park, spend an afternoon in it, reading. And that's what I've been doing. So the next few things are short, I promise. Um, one of them is that I was a bridesmaid. I'd actually never been in another person's wedding before. My best friend got married in New Orleans and so I got to honor her by being there and um, dressing up in a really pretty gown. So that was really beautiful and I had so much fun and it felt really good to be around a group of women all day getting ready and doing makeup and Stuff that I don't normally do. It was really fun. And it was something, honestly, that I was a little bit dreading because I don't normally do that. I don't normally hang out with a bunch of ladies uh, in high heels. And so, again, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. I had so much fun dancing at the wedding and being in the dress. and, And so I just wanted to put that out there. For me and for you, in case you judge situations that maybe you wouldn't have liked before, but you've outgrown and now you're bigger, you're better, you're full of love, and you're ready to have new experiences that are enriching to you. I also got the flu last year for the first time ever. I've never had the flu. Never had the flu shot, except maybe if I was a little kid and I don't remember But I got really, really sick in March after I had been in Connecticut for a few days. The day before I left, I was in New York City with my friend Megan on her 52 Magic Mondays project. And we were photographing down in Chinatown and in Little Italy. And we both got really, really sick. I've never been this sick in my entire life. It was really interesting um, because I remember just... I couldn't really do anything or think of anything and i was just in pain and i just i would just sit there and stare into space wouldn't smile it was like i was totally checked out now i have this theory of being sick for my life that you can adopt if you want i always get sick when i'm upgrading before a new job that would be an upgrade for me i would get sick every single time If I'm going through something energetically and I'm releasing or taking on new energies, new patterns, new whatever, I always get sick. Um, And I don't get sick often, but I know what it is when I do get sick. And so that was a major upgrade. And it makes sense because I did so many new things last year. All those things I just talked about happened after that point. And the last thing I have on this slide is that I hiked up to a glacier and I didn't even know a glacier was going to be there. It was incredible. This is when I was in Seattle and Eric and I went hiking about an hour north to a place called Lake 22. Now, I found the hike um, in my searches and I really love hiking. I mean, it's one of the things that makes me the most happy is when I'm out in nature and I'm seeing something new. Um, It was an incredible hike, and I won't tell you all about it, because I could go on forever. But it was someplace farther than Eric wanted to go, and it's someplace I really fought to go. I mean, not like screaming and yelling, but I said, no, we really need to go here. He was going to take me to a place he'd already been. It was just waterfalls. It wasn't really a hike, and I really wanted to get out there in nature. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest before, and so I wanted to get in the woods, in the forest, and this hike just seemed perfect so we went and it was fun and it was amazing and oh my god every single step every turn was something new we hiked through rainforest we hiked through meadow we hiked through this open area where you could see forever there was a big view um we hiked to a lake we hiked to snow and i'm so glad again that i listened to my intuition everything that happened this year um, that was really incredible, that put me over the edge, is because I listened to my intuition and not my head. Your head's great for helping you think about things, but none of those things required thought. It was all instinct. I, I mean, there was a million hikes to do in you know an hour radius from Seattle, and I chose that one that wasn't even like the most popular or on any of those lists. It was perfect. If any of this, if any of my new experiences teach you anything, is that be easy on yourself, right? If you get sick, take time off. Don't feel bad about it. You're upgrading. Um, if you want to do something out of your comfort zone, your head's probably going to chirp at you that it's a bad idea. Follow through anyway and take a time, take a moment to really check in with your intuition and see if something is going to be beneficial for you. That's how I had so many huge experiences of sharing connection with people in my life like my friend Megan, my friend Jennifer, my mother, Eric and all, you know, everybody that I came into contact with. It was a lot about connection last year and I had to go outside of my comfort zone to get it. All right, a quick note on my travels. So as you can see on the screen, I went to a lot of places and the weird thing is I went to a lot of places twice. Isn't that odd? I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened to me before, but since I was so open to traveling, it just seemed like I was invited back to the places that I'd gone. So I went to Connecticut twice. Um, The first one, I just wanted to go, and I ended up teaching a workshop at a place called Sound in Newtown, and then the second time I went back, I taught again, but it was really just to visit with my father. I went to New York twice, both times, to see a band called the Brother Brothers, who I really enjoy, and to do other things as well. got to spend time in Brooklyn. I got to spend time near Columbia. I went to California twice, once to San Diego to be with my sister, and the other time to go to Orange County, which was new for me. I went with Eric. And I went to upstate Arizona twice, once you know, in that retreat with my certified intuitive artist practitioners, And then also on a family trip to the Grand Canyon with Eric and his parents and aunt and uncle. And that was really, really, really fun. Again, more connection. You know, I'd never really spent that much time with them before. And we'd never gone on a vacation. But it was really wonderful. I felt like I was really part of the family. It was heart deepening. It really was. And then I went to Seattle and I went to Kauai, Hawaii. All of my trips were absolutely amazing and breathtaking and beautiful. And um, I just love, love, love to travel. Okay, so this one is obviously a little bit more abstract. These are my explorations. And I know that a big theme that we've been talking about so far is being open to Being new or being different or having changed your mind about something. And I feel like this is going to happen to a lot of people for a lot of reasons. One, of course, we are evolving, our energy is upgrading, we're having more energy from our higher self in our daily life, whether we know it or not. It's just there. It's easier to access our intuition, it's easier to access our true feelings about things. It's harder to Create a falsehood, to live in denial. And that's good and bad for different reasons. You know, some people are afraid of their true feelings, and it means having a completely different life than they're leading right now if they really want to be happy. That can be really scary. And so, this is a really tumultuous time for a lot of people, and there's going to be a lot of clinging to the old. Look at politics right now. Um, There's going to be a lot of people really ready for the new. And so, there's going to be a lot of clashing. Look at politics right now. Um, But it's going to unfold naturally. Everything is on course. There's nothing really wrong. Definitely stand up for what you believe in. Take the actions that feel inspired and intuitive and we'll all be good. We'll all get through this, I promise. Um, But I had to do a lot of that. I had to do a lot of releasing what was old in my life and bringing in a more truthful, authentic style of living. And I'm always having that desire. I'm always living into that. But last year, I really felt the need for it. I could not live how I was living before. It just wouldn't. I mean, uh, my mouth would have spoken without my permission if it needed to. So a lot of things that I dove deeper into love, all kinds of love, love with my partner, Love with my friends and my family. Like I said, in those trips, I stayed with friends. I went on a family vacation. I really opened my heart to a lot of new situations, and it definitely paid off. Freedom, like I said, I freedom from my business, freedom from constraints, freedom from work schedule, freedom from even uh, monogamy. And I didn't go overboard with those freedoms because I didn't feel like I had to overcompensate for anything. You know, I didn't like, it's not like, okay, I'm free and I'm going to go wreck my car. (laughs) So it may not have looked like a lot more freedom to you, but to me, feeling the spaciousness of not having rules or constraints on me was amazing. And a lot of people said they could see a change in me, even though they didn't even know it was really happening. Freedom in nature. You know, I got to experience a lot of new nature. I was never in the Pacific Northwest before. And I I really love nature I feel it it's a you know kindred spirit of mine I definitely want to spend more and more time there but I got to explore new avenues of that and in Kauai so wild and so beautiful I we went hiking every day pretty much we went to the beach every day and it was just utterly magnificent origin so this one you may or may not be able to identify with but you know I've always grown up Psychic and expanded, and I've had more senses, and I could see the unseen world of deceased relatives and ETs and all sorts of energy beings and energy coming from the earth and so on. And so I've had the awareness that I'm not a body. You know, I'm I'm not going to die. I've never been afraid of death. I just know that I'm going to transition into a place where most people can't see me, and that's okay with me because um, I can see them. So. I've had a different sense of identity since I was young, and over the years, I've really felt more like a collective being than one singular person, meaning that I've always been able to sense that I am connected to the other lives I'm living. So there's really no past or future lives, right? There's no time outside of the constructed time here on Earth, and so I'm I'm an angel. I'm an ET living on another planet. I'm living a different life over there. I've got a lot of lives that I can pull from, and I do. So when I'm doing something like this or teaching or with a client, I'm connected to all of that. I'm really channeling. I'm not creating from here, right? Like when you speak to a friend, you're not really creating from your mind. Sometimes we have to stop and think of how to formulate words, but usually they're just coming, right? It doesn't feel like it's from here. It feels like it's from here, and so I've always been aware of that. Especially the last five years or so, I've really referenced myself as a collective being. Um, it's felt like that. It's felt more comfortable to feel and call myself that. Of course, we're we're channeling from our higher self too. But for me, it felt like more than that. I could feel. Okay, this is angelic. This is the big blue part of me. This is Pleiadian. This is whatever. And so that felt that was my comfort zone. But in the past few months, I've really felt uncomfortable with that. And I felt like there's more to it than that. I don't know who I am. It was like this weird identity crisis. And really, it felt bigger. It felt like this huge, massive energy was trying to plop down in here. But my construct of I'm a Rachel or I'm a collective being wasn't making room for it. It wasn't until I really released all of it that I could feel my big self, (laughs) my big self taking a hold and I had to practice it. I had to practice being big and I had to practice embodying that as you really do any new skill or whatever. I had to integrate it and so I had to release my origin. I had to release my stories about who I am. I had to release the labels I don't have a label for what i am right now except that i'm just me i'm energy yeah i'm still called rachel but i'm way more and i can actually like feel myself swimming around in my energy like there's no end to it it's i feel really 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 connected to everybody to myself to higher self to source to other dimensions and it's like I've been living multidimensionally, but now it's all here. Like I can do it from here. It's amazing. And so I had a huge upgrade and exploration with my identity. And it wasn't, it didn't really click into place until I let go of that whole idea. Now another identity I really shed, not completely, I still feel remnants of it, but is gender. You know? Um, Gender is also a construct. It's something we made up and we call people with different parts different things, but you can look at that as sex. Sex is when you're born with two different parts, right? Um, You can be born with both parts too, but most people have one or the other and that is your sex, female or male. But the idea of gender and what that means for us about how we're supposed to look, what we're supposed to like Um, Yeah, you can find in psychology profiles that there are some preferences there and there's different, you know, biology, different hormones and stuff, but we're really unifying. And as you find as we get older and the years go on, people will be more and more unified. Just look at anyone under 18 right now. And a lot of the times you can't tell if they're a boy or a girl just by looking. So I've always a little bit been afraid i think of releasing gender but um i really don't care anymore and i had proof that i don't care a bunch of times which i'll get to in a second but releasing the idea of needing a gender was really freeing for me it actually allowed me to be a little bit more feminine and so i've really allowed myself to play with makeup more and buy some new clothes and I can't tell you why it necessarily had that effect, except that when you release things, you can feel more free and authentic to do what you want. So here we go, wearing makeup, having a fun time with it, and um, and also not shaving my legs anymore. <laughs> I've been shaved my legs in months, and it feels great, and I have no desire to shave them. I was hiking with my partner, and we had to do a bunch of river crossings And I hadn't shaved my legs, but I, you know, pulled up my pants the whole way. And there were strangers there and everybody saw. And you know what? Nobody cares. So that was a good experience to have. So if you've been feeling the nudge, really just like relax and let loose and, you know, not conform to gender norms just because you feel like you have to, then go for it. Because honestly, when you do it, you're probably going to realize nobody fucking cares. (laughs) So go for it. All right, now on to the part that you're probably really interested in, which is struggles. I often get told by my friends that, um, well, not anymore, really, because I've done a lot of sharing last year, but um, people think I'm like this perfect, untouchable being sometimes. Like, I can't do anything wrong, and everything's always perfect, but I struggle with stuff, really, Um, and I want to tell you about it. So last year was... Mm. (laughs) And you know, what's really funny is that now that I'm making this video and I'm not in the moment This is why I don't share struggle because I figure it out in the moment and then I can't relate to it anymore There's literally no Shred of it left. Like I just I'm seriously I'm just being honest with you in the moment here. I'm looking at my slide right now um, separation and business and life book family Gertie money experience Um, I didn't even talk, I didn't even put on here my relationship because that was probably the biggest struggle. I already talked to you about the fear of buying my van, Gertie, and, you know, my fear of really spending time with people and being in their space and feeling comfortable. Um, and I can't like draw up the other experiences because I dealt with them and they're over. So that's probably why I don't share struggle, but I'll just say this. I do struggle, and I struggle in the moment, and I figure it out, and I move on. And I don't always do the right thing. I don't always you know, follow my intuition. I get scared a lot of the time, and I'll put things off. I'm like a master of that. Um, but I don't beat myself up for it usually. I figure it out usually. I ask for help usually, and, and I move on. And I think my resilience comes from knowing that I can't do anything wrong if i make one choice that seems worse it's it's okay like i'm not gonna die everything's gonna be fine and even if for some strange reason i lose everything and i'm homeless i know that there's a million people i could call who might even pick me up but i could definitely get to their house and camp out and figure out what to do next you're probably the same, right? Even if you don't have family you can take you in, you probably have at least one friend who would let you spend a couple weeks on their couch. And so the whole fear, you know, struggle is really about, we're in resistance to what we want. That's really what I can say about struggle is like, we want something, but we're in resistance to it. We make up these feelings of why we can't have it or why we shouldn't have it or why even we'd feel guilty if we had it and that's what causes struggle. And that's why I can't relate to it anymore because I'm really letting myself have everything I want. Um, I can guess. This is so fucking funny. I can guess (laughs) why I struggle. But I can't tell you how. (laughs) I fixed it. I hope this makes sense. Um, This is seriously in my life. Okay, we're going to move on. (laughs) Oh, before we move on, I can tell you one thing I'm struggling with at the moment. And I'm gonna wait till my cat stops stepping on cellophane next to the camera. (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna be really super honest with you. Um, I'm struggling a little bit, which means I'm resisting doing what I wanna do because I feel very deep feelings for someone that I'm not communicating to. And there are a bunch of reasons why I'm doing, you know, constructing why I can't do it. One the person is in you know with someone else and I don't want to intrude on that or make it awkward or weird Uh, The next reason is that the feelings are very 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 strong And I don't want to hurt my partner by, you know expressing those feelings even though we have an open relationship Um, and I Don't also know like what would come of it in the future So there's a little bit of a fear of the unknown now that is something i'm struggling with because instead of just doing what i want to do which is like talking to this person or even talking to my partner about it which i could easily do i'm 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 in a stalemate with myself right that's it like that's what i'm struggling with right now and it's because i've made up reasons why i can't just do what i want to do so look in your life is there anything you're struggling with how are you creating the barrier for yourself. What are you saying to yourself is the reason why you can't have what you want. A lot of people, it's like, I don't have money to travel or I don't have time to travel. Well, you really do. That's not the real reason. So figure it out and then give yourself permission. And I swear to God, I will follow my own prescription here and do something about this. But of course, I'm going to ask my intuition about it and what to do and how to do it because that means it'll have the best possible outcome, okay? So that's my struggle story and piece of advice for me and you, okay. All right, biggest lessons, oh my god, I learned so much last year. The biggest thing I learned, obviously, is love equals ease, love. Is easy love is open love is beautiful it's flowing it's transcendent and it's not supposed to be hard the only time love will feel hard is when you are resisting love and when you're processing your own shit love itself has nothing to do it love can give you access to those hard-to-reach places that can allow you to bring up your stuff But it's not love that feels bad it's the resistance to love that feels bad so when you have a lot of new love in your life you might feel the worst you've ever felt because that love is giving you access to all the things you don't like about yourself but you can love those things and then transform them into more love and so for me love equals ease the things that are meant to be are probably going to be pretty easy if you don't resist them you know selling my car was easy buying gertie was easy Again, first appointment there, paid her that day, bought it, done. (laughs) Um, The travel, not working, nothing broke, everything was easy, everything was fine, staying with friends, easy, fine, love. Um, It's when we resist that we create all these new problems. When I was trying to plan my retreat in my head, nothing worked. When I let go and let my intuition carry me, it was flawless and beautiful and amazing. So cultivate ease. Cultivate ease. Learn to relax. Learn to go with the flow. Learn to trust yourself. You'll have way more fun. You'll feel a lot more love and contentment, more money, etc. Relationships are important. I'm one of those people who's kind of overcoming the loner syndrome. Uh, Not a lot of people knew what to do with me growing up. I was very awkward. Again, seeing dead people, talking to dead people, seeing aliens. I mean... I couldn't talk to anyone I didn't really know anyone who could understand me and you know my first really big relationship my my marriage was with someone who could he could see all the stuff I saw we were telepathic I mean we had an amazing psychic spiritual connection but in the earthly sense it wasn't a very good relationship and it wasn't healthy and it didn't work and so I felt like, okay, nobody's ever gonna get me, I'm giving up. And I've just recently started not giving up and connecting and being open and finding people who really mesh with me and who love me and support me and give me advice back on the phone and are not just looking for advice. And this has been a huge turning point for me. I couldn't even possibly explain it. I'm getting a little teary-eyed because There's so much that I am enjoying about life that has nothing to do with business or money or achievement or even travel. It's really about relationships and connecting. And um, it's definitely worth exploring that avenue of your life if you're not feeling fulfilled there. Of course, your relationships are going to improve. You're going to find better people when you have a better relationship with yourself. So those go hand in hand. Inspiration gives you courage, Right. I was so inspired to get an RV that I walked through that entire wall of fear to say yes. And it was terrifying, you know, I'd never bought a vehicle on my own, I'd never sold a vehicle on my own, I'd never bought an RV, didn't know what to look for. I could give you a list of reasons why I shouldn't have done that, but I was inspired and I went through with it and it turned out to be amazing if you're afraid of something, try to be inspired by it or do the things you're inspired to do and that will help you get through the awkward leaving the comfort zone thing. Judgment causes suffering. I actually have a tiny Buddha story that was going to come out in the next few weeks or months about this and it's really what I learned by spending time with my father. He got pretty sick and I went to spend three weeks with him before he moved from Connecticut to Florida. you know, I just helped him pack up his house, and I helped him do a bunch of other things, run errands, spent time with him. And um, I was pretty judgmental going into that situation because I've overcome a lot of health problems in my life. And I did it all on my own, you know, the whole loner syndrome I know best. I know what supplements to take and what food to eat, and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But of course, he's a different person. He's got different views. And he wanted my input, but I think more than anything else, he just wanted company. He just wanted me to be there, to listen, to care. And once I released my judgment of what he was or wasn't doing, and just let him have his own experience, things got way better. And I felt so good about being there. And I finally allowed myself to have a good time. Before that, I was crying and I was upset and I wasn't going out and seeing my friends and It was a miserable experience, and it only took a few days to figure this out, but still, uh, I noticed that when I judged his situation as bad, I felt bad. When I judged his situation as just being whatever it was, neutral, good, good for him, he's a higher self-being as well, and he knows what he wants to do, I felt empowered in myself, and so if we ever judge another person's life choices or whatever, As bad. We're really judging ourselves. We're really making ourselves feel bad. We are putting ourselves into suffering and there's no need to. Everybody is a divine being. Everybody, everybody is making the right choice for them. Even if it doesn't look like that. And yes, you may say, what about addiction? What about self-harm? You know, none of us are really here to judge. None of us really die. We do not cease to exist once we die. We are available. We are just in a different form. I'm not saying you should harm yourself. I'm not saying it's, you know, advocated, but really I cannot control what another person does, and so why would I be the one to judge it? That's all I'm saying. And, you know, when we release the judgment, it often allows them to have a better experience too. And so, I don't think it helps in any situation to have judgment on another person even if we think it's bad. Even if we think they're harming themselves, when we remove the judgment, we even allow them to have a more open experience and we allow them to um, choose something else if that's what they want. So I learned that really, really, really big time and it was amazing and it really, it sent shockwaves through the rest of my life and I realized where I was judging other people elsewhere. And I consider myself an extremely non-judgmental person Um and there I was doing it, and it was a big lesson, and I'm really glad I learned it. Choose what ignites you. Now, we talk about this all the time here about follow your excitement, do what you're inspired to do, but really, choose it. So in the morning, what is going to make you feel amazing? When you're picking your trips, what what's really gonna fuel you in your business? What do you want to talk about? Forget about what people want. Um, what you think they want. What do you want to do? Choose what ignites you. And that's really going to make a difference for you and for everybody else. If you're doing what you're passionate about, you're excited about, um, doesn't matter if it has anything to do with what you think will work, um, other people are going to notice and it's going to really turn out well. When I started the Why Do We Limit Love series, it was really off topic for my brand. But that is the most commented on series i've ever done people are reaching out and wanting more and really telling me that they're experiencing the same things and that they love it and they've showed the videos to other people that they want to communicate with but they just didn't have the words and i'm so glad i did that i'm so glad i started that conversation for so many people um, when really i just wanted to talk about it so Definitely choose what ignites you. It's definitely going to bring you rewards, even if you can't see how at the time. And it's fun to live there, right? So even if you don't get anything back, which you do, it's fun to live like that. I mean, look at me. I'm having such a fun time <laughs> talking to you. You're not even really in front of me. I'm talking to a camera. Um, but I can feel what I'm putting out. And I love it. And I just think some of you are going to really love it too. Okay. There's no need to suffer. If we don't want to suffer anymore, we don't need to suffer. We choose suffering. And like I was saying in how, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not doing the thing that I'm inspired to do. And so therefore, I'm causing myself some struggle. I'm choosing that. I'm choosing suffering if I'm suffering. It's okay if you're there. Again, no judgment. There's, there's really nothing you can do wrong in this life. Pain is helpful. Struggle is helpful. Suffering is helpful, but we don't have to be there if we don't want. And doesn't that just feel good? If you're frustrated about that, that's okay too. If you don't know what to do that's different, that's okay too. All the things I've learned really go back to trust your intuition Connect more with your higher self. Integrate with that energy. Become more loving, more open, more comfortable in yourself, and everything is going to work out. If I didn't have my upbringing like it, I had it, and my my proof, my seeing of other things, my not being afraid of death. Even though I have, I had plenty of patterns. I'm still overcoming with like codependency and making sure other people are happy, etc., etc. Et I'm not perfect, but I really think that helped me learn to navigate life on my own terms, which I started doing a very long time ago. And I've seen a lot of this, right? So we choose how we feel when it's suffering, when it's pain, normally because we feel like we have to. (laughs) We don't have to. Let that go. I'm going to let that go. That was one of my biggest lessons. What am I going to do going forward? You could probably surmise this already, you could probably write it down if this was a quiz and get it right, but it's not a quiz. I'm going to follow my excitement more. I'm actually planning on spending a lot more time in my RV this year, I want to go on some bigger trips. I'm doing a book tour where I'm going to visit my favorite people all around the country and share intuitive art and my new book with them. I'm going to spend more time with friends, like I just said, um, whether it has to do with the book or not, I'm really going to see my friends more. and. Um, Feel the love. Oh my God, this list is just like one long sentence. (laughs) I'm going to feel the effing love. I'm going to live in love. I'm going to drench myself in love. I'm going to explore more love. I'm going to have more love. More love. Feels so good. I've been meditating more lately and feeling so loved, so good. Having a lot of heart experiences. So if you don't meditate... I don't know. It's rocking this year. I'm going to share the love with you and with my friends, with everybody. And see, whoever wants it can come, take a scoop, and watch a video, read a blog post, etc. And get outside and see the world. Okay, all of this is like one long sentence. It's all related. I love nature. I feel love in nature. My friends are out in the world. I love new experiences. I love my RV. And I'm just going to have more fun, relax more, play more. I've given up the idea that I need to work, you know. I. All right. I really don't work that much. <laughs> I got to tell you, my calendars are wide open. I work when I feel like it. I have free classes. I let my Facebook ad do my recruiting for me. I have my assistant do the things I don't want to do. I've got clients, only clients that I love. I have some Facebook groups that I, I connect with and connect with people in. I send emails and make content. It may look like I'm really busy. I'm not really, really busy. I'm not, I'm not busy at all, which means I have a lot more time for travel and friends and love and, and everything. So again, there wasn't like a tactical point to this video for you to watch. It's been about an hour, but I really hope that you see and feel what it's like for me at least to be in a business that pays my bills, allows me to travel. And, you know, like even trips, I don't split with my boyfriend, right? So, you know, he doesn't pay for me to go away on my own. Um, And he didn't pay for my RV. Like I have a boyfriend I live with, we, we house together, but my business pays for me it pays for these experiences and it pays for my makeup right and and this microphone and the tea i'm drinking like you can have this too you really can it doesn't have to be hard you don't have to struggle even though that's sometimes part of it look and i still struggle sometimes remember the whole love thing But it doesn't have to take up your life and you don't even have to remember it once you're past it. And I would love, love to be on your ease journey this year if you want me to be a part of it. And so I'm going to be offering content about how to do all this stuff, how to automate, how to be more in ease, how to feel more love, how to allow yourself to become new, right? Um and all of those things that I talked about in this video. But really, if you want the most catalytic experience, then coach with me. I have only a couple spots left. If you coach with me this year privately, you do have the opportunity to come and see me in a five-day retreat. And only my private coaching students so far, I mean, I I could change my mind later because I don't hold myself to anything. I live in the moment. But that's what i'm planning i want people that i know really well to be going to that retreat at the end of the year and so i'm reserving it at this point at least only for private coaching clients coach with me spend time with me i'll tell you how to find your ease i'll tell you how to create if you want to create a business what to create um how to automate it if you want to travel more You will be involved in this. I'm not just gonna tell you every single step. You're going to have to go through this growth experience too, and it might be difficult at times. You might wanna struggle, you might feel frustrated, but that's what's beautiful about having a coach because I can help you through it. And um, help you create a life you wanna live. We'll figure out what work-life balance is your desire right? It might not look like mine, but we can figure that out because I'm psychic. (laughs) So anyway, if if this was inspiring to you, reach out to me. Let me know if you want to coach together. Please only reach out if you're really serious about it though. I don't like filling up my calendar. You know, if if you're just interested, let me know. Like if you don't really plan on investing in yourself in that way, then let me know in the email and I'll just tell you about it. We don't have to talk on the phone. You could use it as a stretch goal or something. But I am taking on a couple clients and we're going to focus on ease and love and getting you to your dream life. So you are very excited about waking up every day and about what you're doing and you'll be really excited to make uh, what I did last year, video next year. So let me know. You can find me um, in email, rachel at intuitiveart.com. You can PM me on Facebook if we're friends. You can pretty much find me wherever. All right. Lots and lots of love. Thank you so much for watching this and sharing this with me. I feel much closer to you. Lots of love. Bye-bye.